Okay, everybody, was this episode of Ahsoka, episode five, the best Star Wars episode ever? I don't know. Find out today here on Two Geeks and a Microphone. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Two Geeks at a Microphone Show. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with the one, the only, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. Dun, 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 dun. All right, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about Ahsoka, the latest episode, and we have been biting our tongues ever <laughs> since it aired Tuesday night. So, Mine's got teeth marks in my tongue. <laughs> in my tongue. <laughs> you want to talk about save it for the podcast. That's what we have done. And so we're excited to get into that later here in just a few moments and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Mike, I- I'm surprised you didn't like text me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was at camping, dude. I mean, <laughs> well, that's true too. That's true. You were uh, otherwise, I probably would have texted you more. Actually, actually, I was talking back and forth to our friends Zig and Jeff a lot, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we've been planning something over my my vacation with uh, our friends over at Nerdery and Murdery. So look for a crossover between two geeks and a microphone and nerdery and murdery coming very soon. Right on. I won't, I won't give away all the details yet, but yeah. We'll have more info soon. Love our friends from wait, wait, where was where's the uh do you got their mug? I do, but I did something. Oh here it is, right here. Our friends nerdery and murdery. Nice. And see, they gave you the red one, and I got the black one. Oh, yeah, the red inside. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and the red handle, which is pretty cool. Right. And then, of course, we have mugs kind of like that, too. <laughs> that we do. Except my, well, actually, I got the black one right now. Well, you have the original, but we have a new one. We have new ones where you can get red, color. blue, yeah, yellow, different colors you can choose. So they're right. pretty, pretty nice to go check those out at twogeeksmike.com. Yeah, check out our merch page, everybody. <laughs> There's fun little, stuff there. A little early for that. Okay, um, you ready to jump into some geeky news? Yes, yes, let's do this. All right. All right, so uh, news today. Um, this kind of came up uh, on the show not too long ago because I had recently discovered that I, I didn't know this that Teenage Mutant Ninja T- Turtle fans consider the origin of the turtles and Daredevil to basically cross over, and I I'd, I'd never heard that theory until a couple months ago. I thought it was a great theory; really enjoyed that. Um, in fact, I said, "Yeah, that's going in." my head canon of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but it turns out that the maker of the teen, one of the makers of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, TMNT, Kevin Eastman has said that they're very well possibly see, this is kind of a gotcha uh, uh, um, headline. Cause when I first saw it, I freaked out. I saw this like Tuesday this week or something like that. And, and I saw it and I, freaked out i'm like oh my gosh it's coming a crossover between daredevil and the the tmnt um because we've had the crossover with batman which was great i loved it in fact there have been four crossovers with batman didn't realize that until i read this but according to this article uh kevin eastman says that he is hopeful that a TMNT crossover with Daredevil will happen because the fact that he has done some work for Marvel recently and more specifically, he has done Daredevil work for Marvel. So I am very hopeful that this will happen. I would love to see a crossover between the two uh, uh, 
universes. I think that would be great. And then they could make it official that the ooze that the turtles run into is the same as what affects Daredevil and makes him into who he is. I think that would be. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Stephen? I will leave it when I see it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's coming from the creator himself. That's not like that's not like just comic book uh, comic book news.com just saying it's going to happen. That's, right. <laughs> you know, so I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Um, other than that, I have other uh, um, geeky news, and that would be the fact that today is Batman Day. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I'm wearing my Batman t-shirt to represent Batman Day. So, right on. Um, those of you might be asking, Batman Day falls on the third uh, Saturday of every September as of 2014. That's when DC uh, Comics announced or officially made the third Saturday in September officially Batman Day. And they did that to coincide both with the release of the Dark Knight movie, um, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight, and with the 75th anniversary of Batman. So, um, you know, if you're a Batman fan, do something cool Batman today. Uh, my recommendations, pick up a good comic book, read a good Batman comic book. I would recommend either Killing Joke, um, Death in the Family, uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, or The Three Jokers. And as far as movies-wise goes, I would recommend 1989 Batman and, of course... No, I'm just stop kidding. It. <laughs> stop it before I throw something at you. <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. The, those are my top two Batman movies. So I would start with Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. Well, I would start with the 89 Batman. Because <laughs> after all, Michael Keaton, he is. I'm Batman. <clears throat> Excuse me, did you say something? I was clearing my throat there. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Nolan just wears hockey pads. That's wearing hockey pads. Yep. So, yep. So, anyway, yeah. Okay. Sounds good to me. Love me some Batman, though. Um, if it's Batman Day, what would I watch? Let's see. Would you, would you count the latest The Batman movie worthy of seeing? Well, I, again, any Batman movie you enjoy. Well, okay. No, let me go. Let me back up on. It. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch Batman and Robin, and don't watch uh, Batman. Well, Batman Forever, I guess I can slightly. Don't watch Batman and Robin. <laughs> no, I mean uh, I enjoy the Batman. I think it's a good movie. Um, I think Chris Pattis- Pattinson did a very good job as the Batman. Um, I even liked the commissioner in that one. I thought he was really good. Um, I'm did not you Chris. Did you say Chris? Robert Patterson. Robert Patterson. Did I say? I'm sorry. I yeah, Robert Patterson. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he he did a good job though. Uh, I don't care for the Riddler much in that one though. It was I weird. Just, he doesn't feel like the Riddler t- to me, you know. And he's uh, he's okay, you know. But uh, Batman's great. Uh, the Batmobile is great. It's not my favorite Batmobile because to me it's more of just a hot rod. Um, but it is a cool freaking car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to give credence where it's due. And man, that car is freaking awesome. Um, yeah. I don't know if I can quite call it the Batmobile, but man, it's such a cool car. You know, it's early on. It's what his second year or third year or whatever. Yeah, it's supposed to be the year two of the Batman. Yeah, year two. So, you know, he's getting it developed. He's tweet. I'm sure we'll get it. I know. I get it. I just felt it fit more in, uh, oh, what's the Van Damme movies? Uh, uh, The the Hot Rod movies. uh, Uh, Fast and Furious. Oh, Vin Diesel. 
Yeah, Vin Diesel. I, I felt it fit more into the Vin into the Fast and Furious series than it did the Batman series, but you know, sure, sure. <laughs> it's okay. a freaking cool car. <laughs> that it is. Can't that deny it is. that one bit. Batman. So, do yeah, something, maybe, Batman, today. Maybe I'll get nostalgic and I'll go back and watch a, a, an episode of the Adam West Batman. What we grew up. Oh, with. that'd be great too. Just yeah. go back and watch the '66 movie. Uh, that's, yeah, with that's the shark on the ladder. <laughs> yeah, of course. Bat shark repellent, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, a few years back, well, it's been more than a few years back, several years back, um, the Blues were in the playoffs and they were playing the Sharks, San Jose Sharks. And I I mocked up a, a picture of the, the super cool, um, uh, one of the high-end action figure companies where they, they do the – the large, like 12 inch, you know, action figures that look identical. I swear you look like, it looks like you're looking at the character actually. Okay. Um, anyway, they did one of the Adam West Batman, which is a fantastic action figure, by the way. And they've got him holding the shark. shark yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, I mocked that up and I put the, the uh, blue symbol on, on Batman's chest instead of Batman, you know, instead of the bat symbol and everything. And I said, uh, watch it. Sharks were coming for you, for you. <laughs> that was not the year we won the Stanley cup though, by the way, <laughs> we did go on to win the Stanley cup in 2019 though. <laughs> anyway, so, Done with hockey talk. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, let's do this. All right, we ready for the main event? Please, please, please. I'm busting at the seams. Yeah, we're we're going to skip Geekdar <laughs> today. Neither one of us really have Geekdar, and let's jump right into it. It's time for the main event. Okay, 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 okay. All right. It's dun 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 Okay, Mr. Mike. I gotta hear it. What are your thoughts? Talk come on, come on, give me your give me your overall here. Oh, this episode was horrible. Horribly good. <laughs> Horribly good. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I, I do, I'm not sure how Filoni's going to top this episode. Uh, this freaking episode blew my mind. I was kind of actually disappointed that I couldn't see it in the theaters. This would have been amazing to see in the theaters. And those of you who got to, <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm jelly. A little jealous. You know, of, well, yeah. I, can I speak to that for just a second? The theater yeah, thing? Right. I thought, I said, they're going to show one in the theater. And I'm thinking, that's kind of interesting. You know, it'd be kind of cool to go see, but I don't know. After seeing this, oh, see it in a theater would have been incredible. <sighs> uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I kind of said the same thing. Like I said, um, for the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, they showed that one in the theaters. But Doctor Who was like an hour and a half, you know, something somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. And then they had a little, little extras and stuff. They had this fun thing with Matt Smith coming in and talking about Doctor Who and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That was fun. Uh, and I'm like, I'm sitting here going, well, yeah, but Ahsoka tends to be like 30 minutes long. I, I can't see going to the movie theater just to see a 30 minute episode. Right. Um, now granted yeah. it was only 38 minutes. It was 38 minutes long in running time. And I, I would have blown been blown away in the theater for this. It just blew, yeah. blew my mind. Really? It was only 38 minutes. Um, yeah. Runtime was about 38 minutes on this, maybe 40, maybe 40. I, I, if you start it from the beginning with the recap, uh, just before it hits credits, it is at 46 minutes. Oh, 46. Okay. All right. All right. So if, still, you, take off, if you take minutes. off the recap, that's two minutes. So it was 44 minutes. Well, and of course you got five minutes of commercials too, or I mean, of, of, uh, credits also. So. 
Right. No, I you, took you, off the credits. Oh, you did. Okay. Okay. I was going to say so 44 you minutes without credits, credits and, and without the uh, without the intro. Because I mean, they the they make the credits in like every language they possibly can, including Alien and Arabesh. So yeah. right. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, who reads all those? <laughs> right. Even us super fans don't don't right. read most of the credits. <clears throat> Not until we start looking for something, then we're like, oh wait a minute, we got to see who. It, it, we got to go back, person. right? You know, other than that, we're, yeah. we're not we're not paying attention to the credits that much. Not while it's happening. There's right. just, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this this freaking blew my mind. Um, and to think, what could Filoni have done with like two hundred million dollar budget and a two to three hour uh, movie? <laughs> right. Well, it kind of uh, is. I mean. It's oh, he what, does, only, he, only he eight episodes. The, he doesn't have the budget for that that a movie that a movie's getting. They're not. Oh, sure, absolutely correct. And okay, I also have to retract. Well, not retract, but kind of go back on something that I had said last episode. I did complain a little bit about the look of Anakin in the last episode, and I stand by that. I I I think his look was still a little odd. This time, yeah, they had him spot on. So I think Dave saved all the money for this episode. <laughs> right. And put the extra work into this one. And it it paid off. It was well worth it. Anakin looked incredible throughout this. I got one of Mike's wish list for Ahsoka. I got Anakin in uh, General yep. Anakin's Clone Wars gear. So mm-hmm. happy about that. We got scenes from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. We saw the Clone Troopers. We saw Captain freaking Rex. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Say it. Yep. So cool. And probably the biggest surprise of the episode young, live action, young Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Amazing. All I can say is. Give me more. I <laughs> more. <laughs> if you had to rate this one, what would you rate it? Oh, uh, okay. So ratings. Uh, we're going to go. My wife wanted us to go with Purgles because, you know, the Purgles were a big part of the the episode. But we've already done Purgles. So Stephen and I discussed this. We are going to go with Clone Troopers because we figured Clone Troopers was also a big integral part of this episode and on a scale of one to ten i'm giving this ten clone troopers nice. and i don't hand out tens easily yeah you know it's so funny because last week i gave it a 10 for the last episode because i really enjoyed it and then when we got to this one i was like oh this one's even better <laughs> so i'll give it 10 clone troopers with one extra captain rex added to it <laughs> I, at first, I thought you were going to say you'll throw in a purgle. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and I'll see you, your Captain Rex, and I'll add a purgle. <laughs> yeah, this is easily a 10. I mean, wow, this just blew my mind. Uh, this could have been a, a whole movie, literally, you know. Um, and, and we could have just, you could have just given me Anakin and young Ahsoka on a Clone Wars adventure. And just completely thrown the the story out. And I still would have been thrilled just with those two. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And as far as Anakin goes, I really felt that Christian Haydenson was uh, channeling Matt Lanter. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Christian Haydenson. You mean Hayden Christensen? Yeah. Hayden Christensen. He, you know, he's the actor who portrays Anakin Skywalker in, in the prequels and he, didn't hear also mm-hmm. um but matt lanter is the voice of anakin throughout the clone wars and mm-hmm. you know there's been a lot of people who have who have been like look matt lanter is my my anakin i like both of them i enjoy both of them but i felt that over the years matt really got a chance to flesh out the character a lot more than what hayden got to mm-hmm. and 
and he he really kind of became the definitive version of Anakin Skywalker, in my opinion. And I really feel that Hayden was channeling Matt Lanter through this because he the cadence of his voice sounded a little bit more like the Matt Lantern version of Anakin. So I okay. felt like we got the best of both worlds with this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we almost got the acting of Matt Lantern, but we got the physicality of yeah. uh, Aiden Christensen. Uh, Our wonderful friends at nerdery and murdery. Hey, we mentioned you guys earlier. <laughs> Matt had better writing. Yeah, that's true. that's true. <laughs> that's because Matt also was, uh, you know, that that was uh Filoni doing a lot of that too. But George mm-hmm. was involved. George mm-hmm. was involved because Clone Wars was his baby. So yeah. We can't yeah, take I, that away. I, I um I you know I, I don't know if channel Matt Lanter or not, but I, I will say this it was a great opportunity to see uh Hayden under a different director than George Lucas. Because you, you've got to realize I mean he did everything George asked him to do in those those films just like any director he follows director's wishes but i agree with you more there seemed to be more fleshed out more to to provide more opportunity in the mystique of his character of who he is that that happened in this episode i'm down for i mean just the wait a minute who is he what is he is he a force ghost is he not is he i mean i've heard all the theories you know is he a mortis god now or is he the protector of the realm of the world between worlds or uh you know i am just the the mystery box surrounding who anakin is now and that relationship with ahsoka now i'm really i'm really intrigued in um so Murray, Murray, i'm not sure if it's Je- jeff or zig who's who's commenting right now but uh, they said love George Lucas, di- love George Lucas, but his dialogue has never been his strong suit. And I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Now, I'm going to defend Hayden just for a second because um, I seen something release. Ah, morning, Zig. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I seen something uh, recently that defended uh, Hayden in his acting during the uh, episode two and three, and. Mm-hmm they made the comment that if you actually listen very closely to Hayden's dialogue and you compare it to Darth Vader's dialogue, he was matching the cadence of Darth Vader is what he was doing. That's why you kind of get this long and strung out and, you know, uh, cadence that he does. And some people, write that off as bad acting. But when you think about it and the fact that he needed to match what Dar- the way Darth Vader was talking, you know, I think that's actually pretty darn good acting, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I will defend Hayden a little bit on that. And, and again, I like Hayden Christensen. I think he was a great Anakin, you know, he, he can't mm-hmm. help it that, you know, people didn't like the, the lines he was given. And, and yes, I know. The, the worst line in all of all of the prequels sand I hate sand it's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yes it was horrible I agree with that but he was a good he was a good uh, Anakin so that's all mm-hmm. I'm gonna say on it <laughs> that's all I got to say about that all I got to say about that right <laughs> well I I uh yeah, it was just so good to see that. You know, it, it really had you chomping at the bit at the end of episode four because you were like, oh, what just happened? You know, kind of a thing. And then all the theory started and people talking <laughs> about it and stuff. I do want to get your your input on this real quick on f- what do you think Anakin is here? So is it An- Anakin one with the force? Is it <clears throat> is he a mortis? Uh, God, is he just protector of the world between worlds or he's coming back? He doesn't have the blue of being a force ghost, but again, he is in the world between worlds. I, what, what is he? What's your opinion? I'm still not convinced. I, I, I'm not 
a hundred percent sure what exactly we just saw. Um, I mean, I don't believe he's a Mortis God. I don't believe that at all. I, I do believe that Anakin was the chosen one. And, and I believe that holds true to this day. Now, um, what, for those that may not know, what is a Mortis God? Well, the Mortis Gods, the, so that goes back to the Clone Wars uh, series, and you had the Mortis Trilogy where... The three episodes. Yeah, it was the three episodes where um, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka come across this unknown realm... I, I'm not even really sure what you call that. And they meet these three beings known as the father, the son, and the daughter. And they seem to basically control the force. And, and like they're like completely in charge of everything as far as the force goes. So they, they are considered the Mortis gods. And they are also featured in rebels because you see them in one of the uh, murals mm-hmm. and uh, that's how, that's how uh, Ezra, he uses that mural of the Mortis gods to get into the world be, uh, between, between worlds. worlds. <clears throat> Which, mm-hmm. Now Ahsoka, she was drawn in. She was just pulled into this. In rebels, she was pulled in. That's and true. I think even this episode, she was pulled in. What do well, you think? Well, I, I know she was pulled in in this yeah. episode. <laughs> I, that, there's no doubt. Because like Anakin said, she's like, well, what am I doing here? Well, you lost a fight. That's what you're doing here. And yeah. I'm pretty sure Anakin pulled him in, pulled her in because she was going to die if he didn't. And he mm. basically rescued her for the most part. Now, we get this whole kind of weird Anakin Darth Vader, you know, cause we get that beautiful scene where Anakin's walking back into the battle in the center of the clone troopers. And then you see that flash between Anakin and Vader. And it's like, Oh, Oh, that was good. And then there's even the flash between Anakin and Vader when the two of them are dueling. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just, it's just mind boggling. It's like, whoa, what is going on here? You yeah. know, um, I want to believe this is Anakin post redemption. I, I want to believe this is Force Ghost. Anakin. I can go with that, yeah, because he's aware. Yeah, he's aware of what's going on, and and he, like he said, I'm here to finish your training. You know, I'm not really sure you could call that finishing her training or just giving her a really good lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yes. Agreed. Um, I, I liked it was the move from survive to, to be alive. If that makes yes. sense to yeah. live where I, well, he said you have a choice <coughs> to live or to die. Right. Now we'll say this. I have to say one of my great concerns that I talked about earlier was she seems so stoic or grumpy or moody or, you know, that, um, yes, the whole, uh, just kind of, uh, yes, yes. Brenda thrive would be good. Uh, survive and thrive. Um, survive and thrive. Yes. Yes. I will say this, that the it was neat to see by the end of this episode when she made the choice to live, that her whole emotional countenance changed. So it's all part of the character art arc, excuse me, character arc. So where she was like, hey, I will be uh, and I'm going to. How shall I say? She's all kind of stoic. And then when she chooses to live. So when she was Ahsoka the Gray, she was just all just kind of. Uh, I like how you state that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. the She was just all kind of just, I'm just surviving. And then when she comes back, she seems more purposeful, more when she comes alive. Back as Ahsoka the White. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, very, uh, very Lord of the Rings ish, and a lot of people were were uh, uh, predicting we were going to get the white 
the the white cloaked Ahsoka, white Ahsoka, mm-hmm. however you say, however you want to say it, just Ahsoka like Gandalf. the white, yeah, Ahsoka the white, white, just like Gandalf the gray, Gandalf the white, and such. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Zig uh, said it could be a penance, and I kind of agree with that too. That this whole thing in in the uh, world world between, between worlds, oh, his penance, or or the full extent of him being the chosen one of the force by the force and nothing but the force. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all the force, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's his way of finishing off being the uh, the chosen one too where he's he's leading her on this crusade you know uh, mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. maybe it's that maybe maybe it's both for him and for her who knows mm-hmm. although we still get those little darth vader moments and that's where i'm like wait a minute which side is he on <laughs> <laughs> i mean we even see his eyes turn yellow and everything oh we, the sith eyes pop yeah, up we, yeah, yeah sith eyes and so now some people claimed that they saw ahsoka's eyes change yes and i i don't think i think we're just seeing the reflection of the lightsaber i don't think we're seeing her nah no i think we see your eyes i disagree i mean well yeah we see her eyes (laughs) give me a second give me a second i I don't think we're seeing i don't think we're seeing sith eyes i think we're just seeing the reflection of red in her eyes i don't i don't believe we're seeing all right all right all right let me see if i can freeze it okay all right let me see. Here we go. Find to die. And... There they go. I can't see it. Uh, you can't see it. No, I can't. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's dark and I, yeah. I'm... They change. They change. Even Star Wars theory was kind of like where you were, where he was like, I didn't think so. All you guys were saying they changed, but then I went in there and I looked and sure enough. <laughs> uh, I, I think he's been, he's been hoodwinked by everyone. <laughs> no, I say they changed. Yeah. I'm not buying it. Uh, Ahsoka is, she's, I think she's pure. I think she's pure. I don't think, I don't think we have any evil in Ahsoka. And I, I want to, I want to keep her that way. (laughs) Yeah. Here, let me see if I can take it. I want to take a picture of it and then lighten it up. See if I can share it real quick. But anyway, keep going. Keep talking. Well, you know, I kind of wanted to go back to grumpy Ahsoka for a second there. Oh yeah, Um, sure. You know, and I agreed with that totally that, you know, in the f- beginning of the series, all we got was pretty much grumpy Ahsoka with her arms yes. crossed and the stoic yep. face and, you know, um, that kind of thing. And by the end of this, we had our happy, more of a happy go lucky Ahsoka that we have grown to love throughout the years. And I am thrilled to see that you know um, agreed i like to see ahsoka smiling and happy you know um i'm not saying she can't ever have you know dark moments of course she can oh look at that he's got it zoomed in pretty good there all right all right let's see let's see oh maybe you're right maybe i say they're changed that's about as close as I can get. I don't get. know. I don't know. I, I can see where you think that. Uh, I still, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess I'm official from Dave Filoni. You know, you won't believe that the turtles and, and Daredevil have the same origin. So, <laughs> and then I'm getting that straight from the, uh, uh, the creator of the turtles. Where are you getting yours from? Right. You're getting yours from fan theories. <laughs> oh, I saw the picture of it. I'm telling you. And you didn't like my fan theories of Maroc, so. <laughs> did turn I did. out to be wrong, by the way. 
Brenda. Uh, Brenda yeah, said maybe Grumpy Ahsoka had PMS. PMS <laughs> <laughs> Ahsoka. <laughs> Nerdy and Marty Zig said maybe it's meant to be up in the air. Ah, I, I, you know, I think most of the time this stuff is, and and I think Filoni would be smart to just let it go and let us debate it for for years to come. That's what Stan Lee has always said. You know. Years ago, he he said that when you have two heroes fight, you never tell who could definitively definitively win because the fans will will debate it for years to come. So, right, this could be one of those moments that we just debate for years and years and years. Nope, her eyes were Sith. No, they weren't. <laughs> so, her eyes are Sith. Her no, eyes are Sith. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna debate it for years to come. Listen, I challenge anybody. Go take. Go take, go watch it, freeze it, take a look. It's, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I, I know what you're saying. I just don't <laughs> agree with you. That's all. Look, I want my Ahsoka to be good. I, I like her know, to be good. I, I think it's the point of she's coming to grips. The only reason I, I bring this up is in the big picture, I think the aspect of balance, the the whole thing with balance in the force and her, her biggest sure. issue. You must have balance in the force. Right. Huh. Her biggest issue in this episode was, you know, you're going to be, she, what does she say? You're going to, you know, you're going to be more dangerous than anyone ever realized. And he goes, that's what this is. That's so that's what this is about. You know, kind of a thing. And her fear of there's a certain fear. It seemed that she has, about who she is. And if you remember last week, what did Balin Skull tell her? He, he said, your, your legacy and that of your masters is one of death and destruction. And I think that haunted her. That haunts her. And so yeah, with but that. That's also coming from who, one, we, we believe to be a Sith. And the Sith are always going to plant seeds in your mind of fear and doubt. Because that's that's what leads you to the dark side. Uh, understood, and that's my point. Because then that's the whole thing of what she did fear, fear and playing leads it. to hate. Hate leads to suffering. So with that, I think that's the whole thing with her eyes changing is coming to grips with that and moving beyond it. So okay. it's more balance oriented, not her being a Sith. Is my point. Uh, all right. All right. Well, and the turtles still have the same origin as Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> so I hear you. Okay. <laughs> it really doesn't matter that much, I don't think. I just think it's I think it's a really cool aspect. It's something I think for me was I really enjoyed that in seeing that. So I really enjoyed this whole scene altogether. I mean Yeah. It was pretty mind blowing having Anakin back and having him, him with Ahsoka in live action. The two of them dueling, you know, it was just uh, it was just total eye candy. It really, really was. It was mm -hmm. amazing, and uh, I I am totally jealous of anyone who got to see it in the movie theaters. If you got to see it in the theaters, please put in a comment somewhere that you did and how cool it was to see it on the big screen because. This would have been freaking amazing. All this does mm -hmm. is make me uh, really excited for the film that Filoni is going to get after all this is said and done. Because they've already said this This is all culminating into a movie for Dave Filoni. And if he can do with the movie what he did with this episode, mm -hmm. that movie could be one of the best Star Wars movies ever. In my opinion, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. agreed, agreed. So, I don't know what else to say on that. <laughs> That's all right. Brenda asked, Did the people dress up? Yeah, I'd like to know that too. If people dress oh, up, oh, yeah, Ahsoka I, events, movie events, I bet you there were. I'm sure there cool were. To see. I mean, for the 50th Doctor Who thing, there were plenty of people that dressed up for that. So, I would assume people dress. They dress up for a regular movie release, so yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm sure. I'm sure there were Ahsoka's there. I'm sure there were Anakin's there, and 
Heck, there might have been even some Balin skulls or Shin Hati to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to make our friend Andrew very happy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who has a crush on Shin Hati? <laughs> I think that's so funny. He's crushing on her so bad. <laughs> yep. So what what for you, what was your favorite part of the whole episode? There's several. And then oh I have one God. other question later on about your thoughts about Ahsoka the White and what that means. Well, I, 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 it's just hard to say because, again, we've got the battle between uh, Ahsoka and, and Anakin, which was just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we go into certain battles, which I mean, those were straight out of Clone Wars animated. Mm-hmm. Those battle scenes to see it all live action. Yeah, yeah. To see it live action. To see her interacting with Captain Rex, oh my gosh! I just—it's just that so young actress was fabulous. Do you know who she is? Uh, not personally. <laughs> <laughs> that is young Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She also okay. played young Gamora when we we see the the youthful. With the kid Gamora, that's that's her. And okay, I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, oh wow, that's neat. So she made the jump from Marvel over to Star Wars, and she got a great part in both uh, series, in my opinion. That that was incredible. Um, yeah, but yeah, seeing Captain Rex, uh, I would have loved to seen more of that. That was cool. Oh, oh no, I'm forgetting something. Siege of Mandalore and Maldororians. I never thought I would see live action Maldalorians ever. And that was awesome. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I did that wrong. Hold on. I forgot to put something up here. I got to do this. I got to do this. That was totally wicked. (laughs) I had it all ready for us and I forgot all about it. That's pretty much the way I felt as soon as this episode finished. I felt like the little kid from Incredibles. That was totally wicked. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Oh, Oh, man. Um, So, and then we get the moment when Ahsoka comes back. Well, before that, we've got Hera, who is, you know, still on the planet, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what planet they were on, but where they were kind of left and uh, Jason, did, did you catch that? When Jason is like, listen, mom, I can hear something. Mm-hmm. And Hera's like, what does he hear? What does he hear? And then he goes, I hear them fighting. Now, I'll admit, when, when I was first watching it, I thought he was hearing the ghosts of the past, and I thought he was hearing Ahsoka oh, the, battling with called, Balin Skull. What's that power called? The psychometry? I think that's what it's called. So well, the I mean, Jedi power of psychometry. Where they yeah, Yoda, Yoda talks about it in The Empire Strikes Back. He said that you will see ghosts of the past. You will see visions of the future. You know, um, Visions of the future, of course, are all emotion. You know, so it's hard to tell what's what's actually true in the future visions, mm-hmm. but the past has already happened. So I was thinking that he was seeing the no, he was seeing current times. Brenda pointed it out to me. She's like, no, 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 no. He's actually seeing the battle happening between Ahsoka and Anakin right now. And it's like, oh wow, you're right. He is. That's that's awesome, actually. But in that moment, I looked at her and I go. There's Ahsoka's freaking apprentice, not Sabine. It should be Jason. Jason mm-hmm. should be his uh, her apprentice because he's the one that's force sensitive. He's the one that's already starting to feel things and, and stuff. So mm-hmm. drop Sabine <laughs> like a hot <laughs> potato and get just scoop up Jason. Come on. That's that's where your training's at. So, so. and I'm kind of hoping that she does because at the end there. He tells Ahsoka, I heard you. Who are you fighting? And Ahsoka's like, whoa, 
wait a minute, you heard that? <laughs> right. And it, I see the wheels turning in her head. Okay, well, we're going to drop Sabine and we're going to take Jason because Sabine, she's going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Give her back to the Mandalorians. <laughs> and let's take on a real Jedi. <laughs> because she's no jedi stop with this stuff of her having the force let's go with someone who actually is established who has the force and he has it from birth it'll be i i am interested to see where they go i am interested where they go with sabine and um yeah yeah i i can see that and all because even sabine is not really into it you know, kind of a thing. She didn't keep up with her exercises or anything like that. Right. And I think she can be sensitive. Like, like we talked about last time, like the, um, what's his name from rogue one. I am one with the force and the force is with me. Um, I can get that. That makes He's her... more sensitive than Sabine is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm okay I'm... with that too. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. he's a martial artist and he's just freaking awesome and amazing you know um yeah i'm i'm fine with him being a very light you know force sensitive but mm-hmm. sabine just drives me up a, up, a, up a wall just just make her a mandalorian that's what she is stick with their mandalorian roots you agreed know? agreed <sighs> hi angie i didn't get a chance to say hi yet Angie says uh, she acts like she prefers her Mando life anyways. I would. I like that. Yeah. I prefer her Mando mm-hmm. life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that totally, Angie. Yeah. Um, but I, I also love when, uh, when, when um, Hera and, and Ahsoka kind of need a minute and, you know, they're like, uh, let's, let's have Jason go off in, into the starship and Huang. Take take Jason on a tour of the starship. I've seen a starfighter before, Mom. And then Osaka goes, but have you seen a Jedi starfighter? And then he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Jedi. I right. want to be a Jedi. See, he wants to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's show you the training room. Yeah, that was great. Are you going to train me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you the lightsabers. <gasps> Are you gonna you gonna help me make a lightsaber? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was waiting for not yet. <laughs> right. That's that's what I I would have liked him to say as they're walking up. Well, not yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because when when Lady Tano decides to take you on and drop Sabine like a hot potato. <laughs> That's when I'll start training. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> you know, it's just learning to fight. That's what I view it as, is just learning to fight. So Sabine will have her place. I mean, yeah, except when she's trying to force choke uh, another force user and the, the other force user laughs at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or, or for she probably forced pushing was what she was trying to do, not right? Joke, but right, you have no power, exactly. Right, she doesn't. Yeah. Uh, oh, I totally agree, Angie. So here's what Angie says, everybody. This episode was my favorite in any show by far, and when I, I alluded to at the very beginning in the opening was. Do you think it's the best Star Wars episode of any of these Star Wars episodes? Now, not the movies per se. We can get into that. Well, no, 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 no. I I would not go as far as the movies. But as far as uh, Disney Star Wars television goes, yeah, I don't think I could say it any more clearer than that. (laughs) That was totally wicked. That was totally wicked. Yeah. Quote the little kid from... uh, Incredibles, yes. I I think this was by far the best that Disney television has to has had to offer. And that's coming from a huge fan of the Mandalorian series. I love the Mandalorian series. Um, but this I think blew away every episode of Mandalorian. I I can't think of an uh, Mandalorian episode that quite touches this one. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I it is the most Star Wars George Lucas era Star Wars episode ever of the Disney Plus shows. I mean, and, obviously it's Dave Filoni through and through, right? Uh, you know, kind of thing. But as far as in the realm of Star Wars, I felt like I was a kid again, back with the whole Star Wars, um, the mythos of Star Wars that was the, um, you know, the the Jedi, the lightsabers, the um, coming to terms with who we are um, story. Uh, just, I love the, the lesson of, for her on, are you surviving or are you going to live? Are you just in moving from that, that Ahsoka, the gray to Ahsoka, the white. And so I want to get your thoughts on what do you think Ahsoka, the gray to Ahsoka, the white, what does that mean? Well, I think we are looking our, at our more hopeful Ahsoka. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm positive we've seen that because, you know, we see that at the end when when uh, she reveals that she is going to use the Purgles to get to where Thrawn and Ezra are at, mm-hmm. uh, where where our uh, antagonists have went. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when Huang looks at her and says, uh, what's the plan? There is no plan. <laughs> Are we going to get there? I don't know. And a big smile on her face. And I just, I was taken back to the Ashley Eckstein version of Ahsoka and that hopeful, you know, who Ahsoka, who was more, uh, she was more hopeful in the force, you know, mm-hmm. uh, more, um, trusting in the force is the way I felt this one was. And, and I think that's what we're about to see. We're, we're about to see someone who's much more trusting in the force and uh, believing in herself a lot more and her abilities and her abilities to possibly train somebody in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think we're heading into. And I think that was the point of Anakin. Cause Anakin makes the comment to her, about one day when you get your own Padawan and she's like, I don't want a Padawan. And he's like, why would you, wouldn't you want a Padawan? You know, which is kind of funny because he didn't want a Padawan either. <laughs> right. Totally didn't want one. I remember all that. Yeah. Of course, this also takes me back to, there's a great story with Dave Filoni and uh, he and he and uh, George are discussing the makings of the Clone Wars, the animated series. And they're sitting down and just kind of laying down what exactly the Clone Wars is. Okay. And George looks at Dave and he goes, um, now Anakin, Anakin has Padawan. And Dave looks back at George and goes, I, I can't do Dave's voice. I wish I could, but he just looks back at George and goes, um, but George, Anakin doesn't have a Padawan. And then George looks at, at uh, Dave again and goes, okay, Anakin has a Padawan. And George or Dave looks back at George again and goes, but George, Anakin doesn't have a Padawan. And George gives him a look and goes, Anakin has a Padawan. and dave finally gets it and goes oh wait this is the maker yeah anakin has a padawan (laughs) and stops arguing with it right i love that story i think it's an incredible story but yeah this kind of goes back to that and and the fact that you know anakin didn't want a padawan in the beginning either because uh uh, Yoda introduces him to to Ahsoka, and he's just like, "What? I don't want I don't want anyone tagging along with me. I want to be able to be free and do you know do what I do and stuff, and not have mm-hmm. somebody pulling me pulling me down and everything." But he learned that you know it was a good thing to have somebody to pass on your knowledge to, and like he mm-hmm. he says in this episode, "You're part of a legacy." You know, um, you know, I, I'm part of the legacy of my master, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, you know, and Obi-Wan is the legacy of Qui-Gon and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So, you know, he's like, you're a part of this legacy, 
And I think that says a lot about uh, Ahsoka. And I think that's that legacy is what what goes on in the future. And I think that's what proves Balin's skull wrong. You know, where he says that your legacy is that of destruction and death. Mm-hmm. And I think this is Anakin's way of telling Ahsoka, no, your legacy is more than that. And it is what you make it to be. Mm-hmm. And you're about to find that out. So, yeah. That's what I think. I like it. I like it. Do you think she'll be more powerful? She's more powerful now. I, I think she's she's becoming more powerful. Like like going through a crucible kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, I I don't foresee her being as powerful as Anakin. You know what I mean? I I, I imagine Anakin's still the most powerful Jedi, and and I kind of hope it stays that way. I I mm-hmm. like him. You know. Yeah. Because that is his legacy, also. Um, well, do you remember? Um, I, I agree. Sorry, I, I my brain was thinking. I totally agree that it should be. He should be the most powerful Jedi. What I am looking forward well, he is to. He's the chosen one. So. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Um, I I think for me, it's we are now getting to see a Jedi in full form, in full ability, in full power. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is I remember that at the end of the second season of Mando and we got to see Luke Skywalker. And to see the abilities, the full-fledged abilities, because that's really what I wanted to see in The Last Jedi. You know, here's the Jedi Master Luke. And we really, well, we got yes. some stuff. But, I mean, I was just like, Okay, but you know, and you know, whichever Luke it is that you say it is, Jake Skywalker, <laughs> Jake Skywalker. Um, that's uh, what Mark Hamill says. That's that is his baby right there. Right. He, he calls that version of Luke Jake. So because he says that's not his Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So I, I I think with Ahsoka, what we got last week with the fight that was with Balin Skull was just just epic it was great and then seeing now it kicked up a notch with her and anakin and you got to see anakin do the moves that he did in revenge of the sith you know the uh uh who's the choreographer fight choreographer nick gilliard or something like that so you got to see those same moves and i thought that was really interesting and then now we're going to get to see ahsoka in a very much a uh how shall i say uh just a full fledged Jedi doing their thing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think Ahsoka is going to be amazing throughout the rest of this. I, I'm really happy with where they're heading to it with it. Um, I was a little concerned in the beginning, you know, with, with grumpy Ahsoka, um, Jake, Jake Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah. Jasoka. J- J- Jasoka, <laughs> but I think yeah. Unlike uh, um, uh, what's his face that did uh, the Last Jedi, unlike Ruin Johnson, Dave Filoni actually has a place to go with with the character. Where Ruin Johnson had no place to go. He didn't. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't understand the characters. He doesn't understand Star Wars. He doesn't get it. And Dave Filoni does. Dave Filoni was handpicked by George Lucas. He is George Lucas's Padawan, you mm-hmm. know, and he was a Jake Soka attorney. <laughs> That's what Nerd Murder said. That's what Zig said. Sorry. That was funny. <laughs> Jake Soka attorney at law. I like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think Filoni actually has direction. He knows where he's, going with the character and and i think that is the the difference so um even though us fans in the beginning we didn't quite understand it now we're starting to see it now it's starting to pay off and we understand where where he's going with this and i am so along for the ride i can't wait (laughs) oh i know right so we have how many more episodes now uh three yeah yeah three episodes now i don't know I don't know if they plan on 
doing the last two together. Right. Or I don't, I haven't heard yet. So, um, <laughs> which means we might have to readjust our, our recording schedule if that happens. <laughs> right. So Angie, Angie agrees with you about Filoni. Filoni says to all other writers and directors, <laughs> hold, here, here, hold, hold my, my peer. peer. <laughs> <laughs> Darn right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they should have just handed it to him to begin with. You know, <laughs> if right. we, we would have just left it to uh, him and um, uh, what's his face? Uh, happy. <laughs> yeah. I think the um, I think we would have been in good hands. The thing that we're seeing, even with Dave Filoni, is over the years we've seen this progression of, you know, he did the Clone Wars. He then he got to actually direct some episodes of Mandalorian. Now yeah. he's doing this whole series. I think it's what you're. I think it's all leading up to what you were talking about earlier was the whole thing about him having a movie. And then what, whoa, how is he going to do a movie? Big budget and the whole bit. That would be really cool. Um, Angie said he needs a promotion. Actually, he's had several promotions within the company. So <laughs> they they know what they got. They they recognize his his talent and, and who he is. And, and what you just said there, Stephen, they have been gearing him up to the, to the movies and getting him ready because he's never done a live action movie before. But this, I mean, I think this is proof. He can handle it. This, do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, you know, it, I mean, he, I didn't think he could top episode four, but episode five totally topped it. Yeah. Now, how does he top this one? I know. Right. You know, it's like, oh, crap. Where right. do we go? Where do we go? You know? Right. I mean, I know, I know we're going to have the reveal of, of Thrawn soon. Mm-hmm. And we'll start to see what kind of threat Thrawn really is to the universe, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know who Thrawn is. They don't read the books, you know, um, you and I have read the original Thrawn trilogy and I've read mm-hmm. several of the, the new Thrawn books and I am a huge fan of, of Thrawn and I get it. I get what kind of threat he can be, but there's a lot of fans out there who just don't, who is this blue guy and why is he such a threat? Mm-hmm. Um and Filoni's going to get a chance to establish that. And I look forward to what Filoni's going to do with Thrawn. I, I think it, it's going to be incredible. Um, and I, I know that there have been some things that even Timothy Zahn was told when he, you know, he was asked to come back. We want you to start writing Thrawn again. Oh, and by the way, we're also going to put Thrawn into the animated series rebels, which mm-hmm. he was thrilled about, you know, um, but then there were certain things they're like, you can't, and he hasn't stated what they are, but he's like, uh, I was told I can't touch this and I can't touch this and I can't touch this because Disney has said that those things are put aside and I'm not allowed to, to delve into those. So mm-hmm. there's certain areas, even though he's created the character, the character is fully his, you know, you know, as far as the creation goes, but, um, Disney and Lucasfilms owns that character and they get to set down the guidelines. So apparently there were certain things that Filoni and them had been sitting down and talking about of what Thrawn was supposed to do. And Timothy Zahn was allowed, uh, said, I was told you can't touch these in the books. So, um, but I think we're in for a good ride. I'm looking forward to these next three episodes and seeing where, where Filoni goes with this. Cause it's going to be awesome. I like how you said it. My brain went to, it's going to be a good ride. Yeah. Good purgle ride. Uh, <laughs> nice. 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 Oh gosh. All right. Well, any, anything else that you want to uh, chime in about, about the episode? Um, just, uh, this was a fantastic episode. Again, if you got to see it in the theaters, I'm jealous because I wished I could have seen this at, it would have been beautiful on the big screen. Um, I am so glad we've got Ahsoka the White um, and and the more uh, upbeat Ahsoka back. I like I like seeing her smile. It's nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of that scowl and the cross cross the whole time. All the time. Right. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's good to see a more hopeful Ahsoka. All right. It takes me back to the Clone Wars days, and I'm just thankful for that and happy for it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it. I'm just, I'm looking forward to what we have to come. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great episode. A great <laughs> pivot point as well. Oh, oh yeah. So Angie ranked it 12 out of 10. And this is the one I wanted to put. She stood up at the end and applauded it. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Gotcha. That's so cool. All right. Well, cool beans, everybody. Um, thanks for joining us for this splendorific episode uh, of Ahsoka. If you have not seen it, we just spoiled it all for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you didn't get from our titles and everything of these episodes that, that we are going to spoil this, and um, I don't know what you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right, everybody. Well, real quick, um, please check us out at our website at uh, www.2geeksmike.com. Number two, G-E-E-K-S-M-I-C.com. That is our hub for all things 2Geeks, so you can get to everything there. Um, One of the things that's on there is our 2Geeks and a Microphone Pro Shop on the fourth wall. That's a lot. So go to our website and hit the link. (laughs) Sorry, I gotta figure out a way. We we gotta do a thing to get get a shorter link for that. Yeah, just hit our website and hit the link there. Click, click, and then you can go see all of our merch. Uh, which is pretty cool. If you want to get in contact with us, please um, use this web our show s h o w at two geeks number two g e e k s m i c two geeks dot com, um, and uh, it's a. Uh, you can email us if you need to have show ideas. You want us to talk about stuff. We can uh, definitely would love to hear from you as well. Awesome. And if you've made it this far, please go and like and subscribe to us on both Facebook and YouTube. For that matter, you can subscribe to us over on Twitter or X or whatever in the world they call that. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely, though, on, on YouTube, there we're really, really trying to grow the YouTube thing. Um, and uh, make sure you uh, subscribe so that you get notifications of every time we go live, which, by the way, we go live on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You do the math for the rest. <laughs> Steven shows up when I tell him to. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> or at least he tries to if he's awake. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I'm giving him a hard time this morning. <laughs> That's all no. good. Uh, no, Steven does a good job of showing up when he can. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> all right. With that said, um, over and out and... The wait a minute, I'm looking for my outro. There we go. Uh, the I am one with the force, the force is with me. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, may the force be with you.